Today's episode is brought to you by Lagos Bible Software. Lagos not only powers our Bible studies and our sermon prep, but it also powers the podcast. Welcome to Doctrine and Devotion, a podcast exploring Christian faith and practice from a Reformed Baptist perspective. My name is Joe Thorne. I'm the lead pastor of Redeemer Fellowship in St. Charles, Illinois. And I'm Jimmy Fowler, elder candidate at Redeemer Fellowship. It's been a while. It has been. I, yeah. I think I think we've said it before. Uh, we record these, you know, a few weeks in advance, yeah. you know. So part of that's to, um, one, so that we're always ahead and we've always got, uh, in case things happen, because, like, you know, I've been away, yep. and you're about to go away, and so we're trying. I was away, and you were away too. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, I was. Know. I was freaking, away. Yeah, Joe freaking you were Thorne. Away. Yeah, and then Joe freaking Thorne's going to be away twice in a row for conferences. Three times. Three times. No, you're not. Who's the third one? New Zealand. I already counted that. Well, yeah. so you were away. I then away. I was away, and then you're gone two more times. Texas and New Zealand. Is there another one I'm missing? California. You already did California. I know. I'm saying a total of three times in a row. Okay, California, I, Texas, hear New what Zealand. I just said. I just said you went away. Right. Then I went away, yep. and you will be gone for two more times. Yeah, but that's a total of three. You know you just you know you got <laughs> lost in the conversation. I might have got a little lost. <laughs> and so so yeah, so it feels like it has been a while since we've uh, recorded. We even sat down. We're like, how, did, how, how are you supposed to work these mics? Are you okay? My uh, <laughs> what happened? There's like a tendon in my jaw that locked up. <laughs> I can't even. Joe. <laughs> What? Joe just tried uh, chugging his Diet Coke, and first of all, he spilled it over his beard. No, I didn't. Yeah, you did. It's all up on I was trying beard. to make a funny thing, at Jim, a funny face at Jimmy, and my, I, pulled, I pulled some kind of muscle in my You're, chin. Are, you, my double, are, you, are you really getting that old that you pulled no, this, a muscle? This has happened all my life. Your, all your life, you have pulled muscles in your chin. Yeah. Where, like, what kind of monstrosity of a chin do you have that it pulls its own muscles? Why do you think I have a beard covering it? You know, I have seen old pictures of you and yeah. Steve McCoy. Never mm-hmm. mind. There you go. What were we talking about? Oh, so we, we've been busy. Huge, huge, a lot. huge jaws and muscles and your right. chins. So yeah, we haven't we haven't sat down in feels like a long time. I mean, we see each other, but to you know, we haven't been able to find time to sit down and say, oh, we're going to record for an hour. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's been a good two to three weeks since we've recorded. In the meantime, in the meantime, we've released a T-shirt. Bam. Oh, that t-shirt is so much better than every other podcast t-shirt ever. <laughs> and, I, and Joe's the most humble podcast I don't have, When your t-shirt is that good, you don't have to be humble anymore. You can just be like, what's up, everybody? Which is even ironic because we had it designed by the Anthony Benedetto yes. of Humble Beast, one yeah. of the most humble men oh, yeah. I think we've met. Oh, yeah. Those guys are humble, super talented. In fact, they so they are so humble, we try to balance the scales by being more proud. <laughs> Be, being prideful. Yeah, you don't want to... That way, when we're together, it makes sense. Listen, um, by the time this airs, I don't know if we'll be sold out or not, because we sold about 50% already. Uh well, 48%. Okay, well, slow your roll. 48.7. But you haven't checked in the last uh No, I minutes. did just before we started. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to know. 48.7%. So check out our store. We've got an amazing t-shirt. Um, it's a great design. Mm-hmm. Anthony Benedetto. And we still up. got them. Uh, we still have available the digital downloads of our conversation with Ed Stetzer. Right. Uh, and so, again, you know, these, these are just to, uh, they're here to encourage and to edify 
Um, and just to make you look cool. And just to make you <laughs> look cool. But uh, And it also helps support us. It right. helps support the podcast and uh, what we're trying to do. And uh, it helps us to be able to, uh, like in a way, fundraise to put out more content. Yeah, we, More special video content. We want to bring in some great pastors and theologians to lecture and um you know that to do that costs money but we want to bring in these guys to do that Mm -hmm. so that they can address the issues that are important to us because our audience you guys like and it's not just an audience because we we all talk together so much like the the D &D community yeah i love it is uh we're all kind of on the same page about the things that are important the things we want to talk about so and it's a lot better than maybe other you know communities that gather around on facebook's uh well, yeah, we don't even well, need like, one like, of those. When, like when you have like kind of these bars, you know, whatever yeah. you want to call like yeah, a bar. It's, it's like a pub or whatever. Like, I, don't whatever. Know. I don't know whatever you call it. There's but just this animosity don't... and hostility and aggressiveness. We we don't We're need a, a Facebook page mm-hmm. with like all kinds of like forums and community yeah. because uh, we have it for real. We don't need the virtual one. Ex- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, I, I like how you Jesus juked it. I did it. I did it. Don't make that hashtag. I did it. Hand gesture. Jesus juke. So... Look, man, we uh, I want to get this done because mm-hmm. I want to go watch the the debate. The debate, oh. yeah, man. It's why? Oh, it's gonna why? Be, it's gonna, because it's like uh, same reason I watch horror movies. Because you're dumb. I don't. I don't what are you it. talking about? I horror movies horror are movies. great. No, because no, you're a baby. They're, it's not that I'm a baby. You are a baby. You're okay, I'm a little bit afraid. Uh-huh. I am a little bit. That's true. Joe likes to hide. Uh, around the corner, around like in the oh, church, yeah. he just likes to All find little spots that are nice and dark. And as soon as I pop around the corner, he just jumps out. You're you're sauntering, really. When you saunter around the corner, it's actually coming to the point where I will try to go around different directions, uh, or I'll call Joe on my phone, yeah, just so I can hear if he's like right. Yeah, in you're the standing outside. I know you're in there. <laughs> That's awesome. I'm gonna get you on video. It's I also send uh, the church secretary out there first. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Deb. <laughs> I go, hey Deb, can you go check and see how Joe's doing? I, I got to check out this paperwork right here. <laughs> so yeah, I want to watch the debates because, like a horror movie, um, it's scary and funny and um, sort of uh, disturbing. Yeah, all at the same time. Yeah, uh, Trump and Hillary are going to be back at it tonight, and we thought, you know what? People are getting ready to vote. Or Actually, not. yeah. When this when this airs, I it's think we're be planning on this one on November seventh. It's going to be on like the that. Monday just before, unless we bump it up. But now we're locked in. Well, you just locked it in. I'm going to lock it in. Well, so, wait, people, you only need 24 hours to decide what you're going to do. If you haven't decided by now, then us releasing it a week early is not going to make a that's difference. That's why they're called the undecided. Got me there. Yeah, I have no right. comment. I, I um, couldn't think of anything. We thought, like, well, let's, let's talk about because everybody's freaking out um, as they should be. Eh, I don't know. Are you kidding me? It's like the, it's the apocalypse. I'm not worried about it. You're not worried about it? No, I'm not worried about it. I mean, I uh, listen. I think it's going to be a disaster either way if uh, Clinton becomes president because. Uh, well, I, and we're not going to get into all of our political views here. We're not afraid to do that, but that's not what the subject is here. Yeah, fair the enough. The subject is how are we handling this election? We're actually yeah. getting people writing us in. Are you guys going to talk about it? I know it's not really what you do because um, maybe it's not that biblical, but it actually is. It's a very yeah. biblical issue, and um, I'm terrified. Not terrified. I, I think if, if, if Clinton is president, it, it's going to be bad for us. Um, and on the other hand, if 
Trump becomes president, I think it's going to be really bad for us. So, uh, well, I would say it's bad for the world. Yeah, it, it's, <laughs> it's, it's it's both. Either way, it's I can't vote for either person, and I no. won't vote for either person. Um, but that's not any stretch for me because long before Christians finally woke up and realized, like, oh, it's okay to to vote for a third party. Finally, this year, some of us have been doing that for quite a while. Um, so, we, I think uh, we we thought let's talk about the politics in general. Let's talk about the government and what a Christian, maybe how we should be thinking through some of these things. And uh, we're just going to talk. We don't yeah. have an outline or anything. We just want to chat about what's going on. And we talk about this stuff quite a bit. So we thought this will be something. And let me just say that the next few episodes might be a little shorter. They're not going to be 50 minutes to an hour. Uh, they might be more like 30 minutes. What are you laughing at? Because I, like, just, I think it's funny that you feel the need to say that. Well, yeah, because people are used to them being like 50 minutes. They're, and they're On average, they're around 35. No, 40. they aren't. Yes, they are. Oh, they aren't. There's no way we are that long-winded. I'm the one that uploads them every week. All right, fair enough. So I don't uh, even they're, they're, they, are, they are almost always, yeah, you guys tell us, but they're almost always uh, 50 minutes or more. Wow. Most of them are. We need to tighten things up. No, it's good. People <laughs> like that. Besides, they just fast forward for the parts when you're talking. Um, but, right. What? Right. Fast forward that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So in what way is this a biblical issue, Jimmy? Um, I mean, some people pretend like politics is the mission of the church. Yeah. And obviously, we're not there. That's bananas. But uh, how is this election and all of this controversy uh, come down to a biblical issue for us as Christians? Well, I think ultimately it comes down to um, what we see in the Old Testament when the people wanted a king, right? Like okay. when the people, uh, the Israelites wanted a king uh, and they wanted a king and God was saying, well, hold on, you've got me as your king. They said, well, no, we want to be like everybody else. And so I think at the heart of this is this uh, underlying need to be looking towards somebody else for one's security uh and sense of protection so are you is it wrong for us or is it right for us to no I, I guess i'm just starting at the first i don't think it's wrong uh for and i, I mean you even look at paul in romans 13 1 right. to 7 right let every person be subject to the governing authorities for there's no authority except from god mm -hmm. and and those that exist have been instituted by god right and so what what we have here then is the sovereignty of god uh, over the nations, over the U.S., um, and has instituted what we have. So we need these leaders, and their their maybe their fundamental role yep. ought to be for the establishment of justice. Yep. To ensure that uh, the governing authorities are caring for the people in such a way that, in our context in America, that freedoms and rights are protected, mm -hmm. that all people. Uh, who are created equal, are treated as equals, and that uh, that we are defended from dangers, armies, yeah. and the like, right? Um, and then just how much government you want and all of that, whether you're a Democrat or Republican or uh, an anarcho-capitalist. I even know what that is. It's a good one. Um, depends on, on really where you're at, but the point is, like, like you were saying, Jimmy, that, yeah, we, uh, this matters because... We need rulers, and the rulers that are in place um, are supposed to serve the purposes of God for yeah. justice and for, and for righteousness. So when we're looking at the elections, when we're looking at uh, who our options are for president or vice president or governor or mayor or whatever, 
Um, it should matter to us as Christians. And I, I think that one of the fundamental reasons why politics should matter, you know, the managing of power yeah, in yeah. the state, is because not only do we love righteousness, but we love our neighbor. And if we love our neighbor, then we're going to care about the policies that are being introduced, uh, the laws that are being enforced. Or So, yeah, know. so it's not just about what laws or, uh, benefit us, but how how the laws are protecting others. Yeah, protecting, serving, helping, or hindering, right? Yeah. It, so because the laws that we pass have an impact. Uh, the policies that we introduce have an impact. And, you know, so if you're in favor of uh, universal health care, uh, hopefully your perspective of that, or if you're against it, either way, my point is, is that uh, as a Christian, your understanding and your appreciation of those things ought to be greatly informed by your concern for your neighbor, not yes. just yourself. Exactly. Yep. And I think a lot of times when we look at it, especially in the, for that one issue, right? And I think that that's a good issue to look at um, for a general sense. Uh, it's usually this sense of I don't have, so I want from somebody else, or I have it and I don't want to give. So that sense of like, well, why can't everyone else afford it when I can afford it, but not really looking and saying, well, hold on, you're in a better position because of whatever you want to call it, your stage of life, uh, the privilege you've been given. How, I don't know how else you want to put it, your lot in life. Uh, but your neighbor, though, is struggling. So how do, you, what, how, how do we as a Christian then you know, manage those things? Yeah, and, and whose responsibility is it? I mean, that's where a lot of the debate is. Some people would say it's not the responsibility of the state but uh, for social programs, but mm -hmm. it is the responsibility of citizens and organizations. Yeah. Um, and like I said, we're not going to get into all of that, but— because what was, listen at our at Redeemer, we work hard at being a theologically robust, gospel-centered kind of church. That's what we want to be. Yeah, um, and we have both Democrats and Republicans and Independents. Yeah, uh, we have libertarians. We have libertarians. Uh, we have people that won't vote and haven't voted for a few years based on conscience. Yeah, based on their desire to be faithful to the Lord. So, and there's no drama here. Mm -mm. Like we can be like, a, like I would say, I'm going to guess here, but maybe it's probably about split about among those who voted in the last election. We're probably split between blue and red. And I think church. so. Yeah. yeah I know I the, the, the city is yeah. St. Charles is. And, and what I really believe is that these people who are making those choices are doing so the most of them are making the, their choice when they vote uh, based on an informed yeah. Uh, biblical worldview. Now, it's working itself out differently, obviously, mm -hmm. in, in our people, because one would say, like, well, I'm going to vote for the Democratic policies and not the Republican policies because I think in the end it's going to achieve more righteousness. Um, and then others are just, I think both are complete waste of time, and I don't trust either of them. So um, is that your phone ringing? No, that's you. No, my phone, I don't have vibrate. Uh, yeah. Not me? Uh-huh. Somebody's mm -hmm. phone is vibrating. Not mine. Well, I don't have a vote. Mine doesn't do that. It was yours. No, you're it wasn't. I don't have it. You're hiding it. Stop it. Know. So um, what's freaking you out about this? I mean, like, as I know, you are uh, very uncomfortable with uh, this selection. Well, call me out like that. You I, are. I wasn't I mean, expecting so am I. that. I'm I know. I wasn't expecting you to say it like that. Yeah, I'm uncomfortable. I, I feel like I'm... You know, what do you want? What do you want me to choose between? That's that's kind of what I feel like, right? Like, this is the best America. This is the best we have to offer. How many how many millions of people are eligible to be president right now? 
Like actually eligible. I think technically there's only like 10 people though, right? No, come on now. Isn't that, isn't that right? There's How is that only 10, 10 people? What, the 10 pretty, richest uh, people? Is that what you're talking just about? Just Google it after I'm not going to Google it like after 10 this. People. There's not only, only 10, 10 people. can people. Be, be the president and Trump is one of them. Gosh. <laughs> I just I, I just look at it and say out of the however many millions of eligible Americans, yeah. this is the best that we can come up with. I think one I, it, so I guess my concern is uh one, I think it's really telling of of our society, right? I think it's really telling of uh kind of the direction that we're going as as a people yeah. and as a country. Uh and now listen, if you like Trump God bless you. If you like Hillary, God bless you. Yeah. You know, there's some things that I do. Anyway, actually, if you like them, there's something wrong with you. If you're going to vote for <laughs> them, then okay. I think that there's a difference. Well, no, okay? there's some things if I can ag- actually like the thing, them. Though, there, but you know, there's some things you can agree with. Maybe Hillary on. She's a woman. I can agree that she's a woman. I'm just saying some of her policies are are. Okay, I agree. Like for, what? No, you know, oh, come on. We're not going to play this. Oh, we're yeah. not going to play this. Oh, yeah. We're not going to go down this you're voting for Hillary. Not, no, you're going to vote for Hillary. Hillary. You're going to bring down America. I am not. Okay, you want me to vote for Trump and bring down the world? No, man. No, the we, nuclear. No, no, we, oh, bring, no, no, we both vote for somebody else. I got I got a guy. Okay. You got a guy? I know a guy. Yeah, Pastor Pat. No, we can't. Listen, we're going to oh write gosh. Pat in. He would hit the nuke button. You know what? You know what? You're right. I've seen it. We've seen him. We've seen him overreact by like throwing cards at our face. <laughs> He'll just throw the yeah, nuke man. at us. <laughs> yeah, man. Putin, man. Putin would put the hurt on him on a card game, and then uh, Pat would go like, "Give me the codes. Give me the codes right now." All right, no, but I think it does say something about us. Uh, but I, I think though, um, it's really been troubling for me to see the Christian response. Yeah. Right, and I think where. Uh, whether they're conservative or liberal, mm-hmm. the the I, I, maybe yeah. hatred's the right word. Like I see it, I, the hatred that they have for the other, uh, and the lack of charity that they have towards each other, is revealing of a heart that does not see Jesus as Lord, but seeks man or woman as Lord. Right, like it either Trump like that, yeah. or or Hillary. Yeah, I, I I'm definitely concerned with. I mean, I, on the one hand. I, I feel like these are the candidates we deserve as Americans because we, are, we suck. We, are, we do. We're a mess. Game over, America. We're a mess. So thanks, America. <laughs> <laughs> Way to go. Uh, and it's, it's, we've brought this upon ourselves. Yeah. And uh, there's just there's so much hypocrisy. There's, there's so much lying. Um, now, here we are with two candidates, neither of which I think are, are very good yeah. options. Now, um, but I am even more troubled with some of the responses that I've seen from professing Christians. Oh, yeah. Uh, so l- let me give you, a, this is going to solve, if, if everybody will do what I say mm-hmm. right now, if everyone, not just people listening, but if everyone would do what I say right now, it would make a big difference. Oh, really? What's that? Stop posting your political ideas on Facebook what? because uh, you're dumb and uh, nobody's going to be persuaded and you're usually posting uh, links to stuff that isn't even true. So how about you just take a little sabbatical from Facebook and <laughs> but doesn't uh, it also tell us though how dumb people are <laughs> like to, 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 to sit there and reshare even just false information to not even take the time to investigate it yourself. And I'm, I'm guilty of this myself. Oh, yeah, you are. Yeah, you are. Big yeah. time. Not me. What are you talking about? I you don't share. Yeah, you do. No, I don't. Man. I okay, share, you like, sh- I share you like don't share, but gifts. you do a lot of... I, I, I share you, gifts. Yeah, but you, you say a lot of dumb things without researching. 
Oh, I say a lot of dumb things, but yeah, but you, and you claim a lot of dumb things. Not like, hey, Facebook. man, I heard this. Yeah. I wouldn't do that. That'd be not crazy. on Facebook. No, you do it in person. I do it all in, the time. I do it in person on a podcast. I do it. All right. So, but do some research. Yeah, absolutely. We just need we just need to be smarter and charitable, like like you were saying, Jimmy. That that makes me uncomfortable. I, I think that the posture of the Christian in the state um, takes different forms. Yeah. Right. So. I think that we have, you know, we have had the the luxury in this country of having a very prominent voice yeah. that uh, that carried some weight. Uh, but these days and in the future, it's going to increasingly become more like the first century. That's right. Uh, when Christians were a, a persecuted minority. So isn't that ironic, though, that there's been this there? I'm thinking in the last 20 years, there's been this trend uh, in Christianity of like we need to recapture the first century church. Mm-hmm. We need to recapture it. We have to model what we do after them. Do these house groups and these missional communities and and fellowship with one another. Why do you sound like Rush Limbaugh? Because I feel like he would okay. say that. Because yeah. Rush is all about the first century church. <laughs> <laughs> but, no, but I get you. And yeah, then- yeah. But then when it comes to but we want that same power and we want that same authority that. Uh, that we never had back then, right? Like we yeah. want this power and authority and we want this uh, place of prominence in our culture mm-hmm. when the first century church didn't have that themselves. When right. they faced their persecution and they had to live, I guess, you know, underground and they had to live day by day, trusting and believing that uh, that God would sustain them at the same time uh, to stand up for their faith would mean certain death. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, you know, you, you, when you read... When you read Paul, uh, when you read the New Testament, uh, when you read the Old Testament on their interactions with uh, political leaders, kings and governors, now you see them taking different postures. Yeah. Uh, sometimes they would be defiant and they would stand up and they would say, this is, this is wrong. What you are doing is wickedness. Uh, sometimes uh, they would tell the truth in such a way that they could be killed for it. Yeah, exactly. And sometimes they were. Um, other times they're submissive. Uh, they 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 take their beatings. They 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 don't That's resist. Right. Other times they run. Um, so I, I think we, even though we see these different postures, the, the one thing that's clear in Scripture is that we ought to be a people who respect authority and who pray for those who are in authority. I mean, that's this is really basic stuff for us. Like we we know this, right? I. We, uh, Paul said in um, in First Timothy, I urge that supplications, prayers, intercessions, yeah. and thanksgivings be made for all people, for kings and all who are in high positions, that we may lead a peaceful and quiet life, godly and dignified in every way. That's what we should be yeah. uh, hungry for. And so political opposition, the prophetic voice, those are important. Yeah. But prayer really seems to me to be one of the primary things that should be driving all of those other works. And that's it. I think that passage itself is an indictment against us as believers in that, you know, with all this uh, animosity and hatred and everything that's been going on, just like you said at the beginning, we are getting the leader that we deserve. And I think that's, I think it's a reflection on, and I'm, I'm talking about myself right now. I'm being convicted myself in my lack of prayer for our leaders, yeah. my lack of prayer for the U.S. like and for uh, 
for the election and and for our president. You know, even even with Obama. Thanks, Obama. But I mean, like, I don't I don't pray. Yeah. And so this is just a reflection of that. What do we do? We don't pray. Like we blame. We blame. We blame. And we and we demand. And we mock. Oh, I so mock like, all the time. So like, if I'm not freaked out about it, I'm treating it like it's a joke half the yeah. time. And that's not good either. Like no. I need to be. Obviously, we can we can laugh. We can make fun of things that are worth making fun yeah, of. It, come on, it's hard not to. It, Trump. Trump. You've given. We've been given Trump. How is it hard? It's hard not to laugh. The guy says so many dumb well, that's, things. That's why I tune in to everything. I, when Trump is on, everybody gets quiet because we want to see what he's going to say. It's a gong show. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. It is ridiculous. So, but we have to get beyond these things. I, I know I've got to get beyond just the making fun of and, and watching the train wreck and get to the real work of having that prophetic voice, yeah. um, you know, encouraging people to love their neighbor in such a way that makes a difference even when it comes to politics. Mm-hmm. But that ought to be driven by, by prayer. You know, I, I want to be the guy who is, and I try to be the guy that's submissive to rulers and authorities. Yeah, you know, that I I don't want to be known as oh he's the guy that breaks the law all the time. Like, I want to be the I want to be known as the guy who submits to the governing yeah. authorities. Um, but there comes a point when we don't. There comes a point when we when we reject when we yeah. say like I'm not I'm not, I'm not going to go with this right. And so and we we saw this happening in like some of the in the civil rights era. Yeah, uh, we see it happening at different points in church history where people are told they they can't preach the gospel or they can't gather for worship and they're going to do it anyways. Um, so we have to decide whether we're going to obey God or man, but that doesn't necessarily mean that we have to be like foaming at the mouth. That's it. Angry weirdos. Exactly. Who are demanding that the culture acquiesce to our particular theological and moral inclinations or convictions. So you're telling me I should throw away David Barton's book? Uh, David who? David Barton. Who is David Barton? Dave Barton? Yeah, Barton. Who? You know Barton? Bar- Barton. Barton, fine, Barton. Bar- who's Barton? <sighs> Why are you making fun of me? No, what is he? David Barton. What is he? He's the quote-unquote history professor that... Here's the thing. I know every single historian... In the U.S., yeah. and he is not on that list. Oh, that's why you're doing this to me. I get it. That's not a historian. He calls himself one. Well, sure. Calls himself, yeah, I call he... myself good looking, but that ain't true either. <laughs> All right, so, yeah, no, I'm not. <laughs> All right, so you know who I'm talking about, right? I know who you're talking okay, about. Okay, thank you. Throw away his book. If you got his book, throw it away, book. Yeah. <laughs> not gonna get into this, huh? You don't want to get into I'm that. Not one? going into that stuff. All right. Well, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. You know, people like that talk about that, right? Like that we have to come back to being a Christian nation. Yeah. Founded yeah. upon the, you know. Oh man, I love. Oh, man, don't you wish we could go back to when we were a Christian nation when we just owned black people? Oh my, Joe. No, Joe. Joe, Joe, Joe. What? That's no, Joe. I how know, is that not? How is that know, not what? No, what that I know. Means. Okay, here. Technically, the I good know, old days when Joe, when the black people couldn't drink from our water fountains. Oh. Man, that was... Or that women couldn't vote. Oh, man. Or that... Oh, okay, I know why you said that. I get it. Point made. I just... It irritated me. You (laughs) know it it irritated me. It's supposed to. Yeah, you win. (laughs) The good old days. (laughs) But but that's just it, right? Like, just people are ignorant. And I'm not saying... That's not a... It's criticism. But it's also a condemnation on me. Because I've been that ignorant individual. You know what I mean? We all are. Listen to it. Oh, that's just so dumb. David Barton, throw away his book. Okay, so listen, 
Um, this is actually we really ranted. <laughs> we're not. Well, like, listen, it's late. We're tired. We we've got a. Um, I mean, this we're not going deep. We're not digging into yeah. you know political ideology and all of that. Um, but if you're going to develop a biblical perspective on uh, the Christian's place, like what the Bible has to say about the Christian's place in the world. That, that, that takes a lot of work. It does take a lot of work. I mean, you, you need commentaries. Yep. You need books. Yep. Like other books. Commentaries are books, but you need other books, right? That's right. You need theological books, That's practical right. books. Yeah. And like if I wanted to, you're talking like a seminary courses. You're talking you about seminary you need like a You need a powerful like search engine. But you would have to have a search engine that could like scour all of those books <sighs> and then bring it all together for you. But Is that, there such a thing? I don't, I don't, maybe in heaven there'll be. Maybe in heaven there'll be? Maybe. You know what? What? <laughs> heaven came early. Really? Yeah. Logos 7, baby. Oh, that's right. Logos that's right. 7. <laughs> so cheesy. Sorry, Logos. I'm so sorry. We just embarrassed oh. ourselves. <laughs> but here's the thing. Logos 7 is really powerful. It's really useful. And it's something that I know you and I use for not just sermon prep, but for our personal devotions. Uh, and Logos 7, if you guys head on over to our show notes, we'll link it there. Um, it is their newest update that Logos has brought out, and they've got the sermon starter. They've got, uh, you can search by topic, you can search by themes. There's, exegetical a, guide, exegetical passage guide, guide, passage yeah. guide. It has a lot of great features. Uh, and even the basic set that you get is something that's going to be a great start for you. And from there, you can build your library by adding on with the books that you want and the dictionaries right. that you want. And I feel like uh, it is something that's going to be useful for you. Uh, if if you're an elder at a church, it is something that you're going to want to purchase, you know, for your staff. It's something that I've benefited from uh, as churches have my last church had actually given to me. Yeah. Uh, and it's something that is useful for me today, not just personally, but in the ministry. I've used other Bible software programs, um, but I switched to Lagos years ago um, and I still play with the others and they're good. They're good. But I prefer Lagos. Yeah, I think it's just I love the way it integrates. Man, I, I've got it on my computer. It's on my phone. It's on my iPad. iPad that's and it. it's just fast and furious and big. And, you know, it, some would say that it's huge. I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> OK, what you guys don't see is Joe not only had his hands open, but he had this look on his face with his eyebrow. It was up. a it was a Trumpian. It was a expression. Trumpian. Huge. <laughs> so check out. Go to our show notes uh, and click the link and just go check it out. You know, everybody, do me a favor, everybody. Right now, make yourself a note. Go to our website. Look at the show notes. Click the link to Lagos. You don't have to buy it, but they'll see that you clicked, and oh they'll be God. like, and they'll be like, man, those guys got a lot of people to click over. Uh, but you, I think you, uh, you should buy. You should invest in it if you can afford it. Um, it's really, really worth the money. All right. All right. So, Joe, now we've talked about our despair, right? We've talked about just kind of. All right. We've talked about our struggle. We've you're you're about, despairing. I'm despairing. I'm not caring. Uh, <laughs> that's okay. That's worse. <laughs> I know. That's even worse than my despair. At least with despair, it leads to something you're more. You're feeling something. I'm feeling something. Yeah, it's good. Uh, how should we be responding? You talked about prayer, but is there anything else? How should we be responding? Or what does our despair or our not caring reveal about our heart? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, well, to not care means that you you may not be loving your neighbor. Um, oh. It may mean that you're not interested in justice and righteousness 
um, being implemented or experienced in the yeah. land. Um, if you are despairing, it may mean that you are not trusting God. Uh, there's, there's, a, there's a lot of possibilities here. Yeah. What I, what I encourage people to do is to listen to the candidates talk, uh, take notes, and, but listen to people outside of uh, the, the two parties. Yeah. Like, uh, don't, you don't have to go to Fox News. Don't listen to Fox News. You need to go to Fox News. Don't go to MSNBC. Don't go to MSNBC. <laughs> uh, but there's, a, there's, I mean, you can, you can go online and read from different perspectives. Yeah. Um, read uh, left-leaning articles. Lead right, read right-leaning articles. Um, but listen to the candidates. Like, yeah. go ahead and take the time. Like, listen, we've got the internet. There's no excuse. You can go and, and listen to all of these third-party candidates that are popping up now. Um, and then I would say, talk to your friends about it. Like, actually, like, let's have a conversation. And this is hard because so many of us are already, like, yeah. bought in and sold to a certain ideology that it's hard for that. But for and those, we want to defend it right away. Right. They're just they're, So for those of you, though, that are confused or frustrated or whatever— it's a great opportunity to get you guys together and to start talking through these things. Um, I would say definitely hold up the what the scripture has to say about the role of government against what these people are saying. But in the end, I would hope that people would either vote or not vote or whatever they do because they are compelled by scripture and yes. theology to do so. I actually think you can make an argument for not voting. I think you can make an argument for voting for a third candidate. You, wait, hold on. You really think you can make an argument for not voting? Of course. Christians in the early church didn't in, involve themselves in politics at all. They wouldn't enlist in the military. They would, didn't want to be a part of it. <laughs> and um, because it's not, it's, not a, it's not a righteous government, it's, it's, uh, it's, a, it's not their home, um, and... I'm compelled to be involved. Yeah, yeah. I'm compelled. But I understand the argument. I understand they're just saying, listen, um, I'm not going to enlist or I'm not going to serve uh, this pagan government that's essentially idolatrous. And I understand where they're coming from. So I, you can make the argument. Um, and if they're doing so with a clear conscience, what can I say other than I disagree and yeah, I, yeah, I have yeah. to consider um, other perspectives? My, my, my take is, is that we need to actually listen, pay attention, and then have the courage to speak up, not on po like political platforms ideas as much as spiritual issues, um, moral issues. Yeah. We, I, I don't want to be known as uh, the, 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 simply the moral majority. I'm not interested. I'm not interested in family values. I have no interest in family values. Family values are idolatrous and sinful. Um, whoa, whoa. I, I, come on now. You're 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 kind of tearing down the golden calf right there. Think about it. Think about it. Like I okay, so traditional marriage I'm not for traditional marriage at all. What is traditional marriage in America? Traditional marriage is well, it's uh it's a, a quickly annulled or uh divorce divorceable um union between a man and a woman. Yeah. Okay, so it's a union between a man and a woman, God's not involved, and you can just like end it anytime you want. It's that that's that's traditional marriage and that's not biblical marriage. And yeah. I don't have any use for that. I want biblical marriage, not yeah. traditional marriage. And I think we need to get away. Traditional has been dead for a long. Right. Long oh, for time. a long, long time. I think we need to I think Christians need to have a much more counter and we better get used to it. A much more countercultural uh, uh, awareness of ourselves, our ideology, our philosophy, our theology, our morality, because we are increasingly becoming the weird ones 
the, uh, the offensive ones, the ones that uh, do not walk with the world and the way yeah. that the world is going. We better get used to that because that's, that's our, increasingly that's our reality. So, again, like, what should our response be then? Like, how, so how does that then put that, though, into practice, Joe? What does that look like then? You're talking about we need to be, uh, we need to increasingly learn to kind of, I don't know, if, I don't know if it's put up with, I don't know if it's changed, I don't know if it's be okay with, because, you know, there's certain things that we're not okay with. Yeah. But how you react to it, is important, right? Like, yeah. Um, so what does that look like then for us today? Yeah, I honestly, I don't know. I don't have the answer to, to that. I, I, when I think about it, I think that, okay, we need to speak against evil and oppression and injustice. Let, w- let the words of the prophets ring in our ears mm-hmm. about the abuse and the oppression of women and children and the orphans and the sojourners. Yeah. We should care about those things and we should speak up about those things. Now, those issues do not comprise the mission of the church. Uh, I think the mission of the church is to make disciples, but it is a part of the heart of the church, and it is definitely a part of what we as Christians are to be about. Mm-hmm. So I think we ought to have a voice. I think we ought to, we ought to uh, be engaged. I think we ought to work for change because we love our neighbors and because we love God. Um, but that's going to look different in different people's lives. I think it's smart to pay attention, to vote, to read. I think it's I think it's wise to um, to be involved in your community enough to yeah. know not only where the people stand, but what they ultimately need, so that you can be one of the people that speaks both gospel words of hope to them, as well as pointing them to a direction that would help them to flourish as um, members of the city of man. Yeah, I think there's a great book out there, uh, <clears throat> and you might have some suggestions here, Joe, but I'm thinking of a book I had to read uh, for one of my classes uh, at Judson that was A Public Faith by Miroslav Volf. And it is, it, I found it really fantastic. Just the whole, uh, it sounds weird. It, it sounds weird, but it was, it, he was talking about um, looking to, like, seeking the good of another. And I know when I say that's weird, that sounds like what we're supposed to do, but it's weird because we don't do it. And when he's talking about that, exactly what you're talking about uh, right now, that it should matter in politics. It should matter now in how we vote and in, uh, in what we believe in this election is how, how do we help seek the common good of others? Right. I, I think one of the things that I would say uh, to people who don't know what they want to do, I would say, don't be a sucker. Don't don't buy into a political ideology yeah. or system because it is closer to your biblical framework than the other. Because once you buy in and you're like, OK, well, so wait, well, hold on. You, you think it's because it's it's closer to a biblical framework or is it because something that's been ingrained and institutionalized in someone part of their upbringing. You know, I mean, that's, that's, a, that's, that's what I'm saying. Like because oh, okay. you think it, you know, because it matches what you, you know, your your understanding gotcha. of of morality. So like Christians are are pretty quick historically have been pretty quick to go like, all right, well I can't go with that group because that group's just too out to lunch. But that group at least believes in some of the things that I believe in. So I'm going to latch on. We buy in and then we we endorse it. Yeah, man, look at the Southern Baptist Convention had George Bush speak 
via satellite to us at a national convention. I was kind of horrified. Now, look, I, I voted for... I voted for W, for, it was W. Yeah, I voted for Bush. Um, Twice? S- sorry, everybody. Um, I voted for Bush, not because I'm a Republican. I, I vote in, in different ways. It depends on what's going on. But th- my point is, is like, that's not the place. Like, wh- why, would, why would my denomination have the president of the United States or, or a political leader address us when we are supposed to be a biblical theological gathering? Like, that was really strange to me. I didn't like that. Condoleezza Rice spoke at the SBC as well. So it's weird. Right? They both it's, spoke at Judson. Well, there you go. My my, and again, that's a university, so yeah, that's yeah. fine. So what I'm saying is, is is don't be beholden to a a a secular, um, state sponsored governmental agency or political group because you think it more closely aligns with yours. Listen, have the courage to stand with God and the truth of God. And say like, all right, well, this is where I'm at. So I don't really fit with any of you people. I have something in common with you. Uh, listen, I have something in common with some of the Democrats. Yeah. I have something in common with some of the Republicans. Exactly. But uh, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna jump into either of those those two parties. That's a mess. So I think we got to have the courage to say this is where I actually land, and not be afraid of the fallout. You're typing furiously over there. What are you doing? Huh? I I might have been Facebook messaging. <laughs> <laughs> all right, we got to wrap it up. I got yeah. I got to go home. All right. Uh, big thanks to Justin Bond of J Bond Media, our audio and visual wizard of doctrine and devotion. He not only makes us uh, look good, but sound good. Uh, if you've got any audio and visual needs, go ahead and contact uh, Justin Bond over at jbondmedia.com. Uh, Joe, if yeah. people want to write to us and they want to share their suggestions, ideas, what could they do? I don't even care. Just keep it all to yourself, guys. I'm, I'm pretty much done. We get so many emails now. <laughs> I don't even, you know, just if you want to write to us, you can hit us up on Twitter, on Instagram, at Doc and Devo. Mm-hmm. You can send us an email, info at com. You can go to our Contact Us page at the website, com. We actually do love to hear from you, but now yeah. we're getting so many, we might be getting slow in responding, so uh, don't be mad. Don't if, be mad. because we're, You mad, not, bro? It, we're, we're not. Listen, we've got a lot going on. We've got, got the debates on tonight. And uh, all kinds of stuff. So we, we might not get back to you right away, but mm-hmm. if it requires a response, we really do try to get back to you. We really appreciate that. What we would love for you to do is tell a friend. Yep. If you like this podcast, and this was a different one because we're just kind of talking about you know politics and whatnot. We're not really given any you know serious theological um, you know direction here. Yeah, but just some basic uh, ideas and just kind of what we're thinking. Um, but if you like this podcast, then share it with people. Tell people that you like it. Share it on social media. Help us get the word out because um, we do want to be an encouragement to Christians um, as as much as possible as they seek to follow the Lord. And also, uh, if you feel so inclined, head on over to the website, click on the store page, and there you can go ahead and grab yourself a tea or other items that we've got upcoming Uh, or the uh, video series with Dr. Ed Stetzer. All that helps to support the podcast as well as uh, future content. When did we start selling tea? Teas. T-shirts? Oh, T-shirts. Are you kidding me? You said tea. I said teas. Yeah, okay. All right, you know what, though? My wife likes teas. No, no. Now you're you're just trying to annoy me. Joe has, 
Joey Roy has bus. been annoying me all day. Roy bus. I've been texting Jimmy and really. And I had a long day, and then yeah. he starts texting me, and he know you know you're pushing my buttons. Oh yeah, I do. <laughs> I was do actually gonna put out a tweet about. it. I was like, I'm mad at Joe. <laughs> like, <laughs> I was pretty close. I thought about Listen, it. You were gone for a week, man. Oh, so now you get to annoy oh, me. Yes, you're gonna pay all in you're one day pay for it. All right, guys. Thanks for listening. We'll be back every Monday and Thursday with a fresh pod. Uh, see you later.